make a bet about a 2015 mock draft yeah Todd Mc... I mean I haven't looked at this already you have you well, looked... we can see if Mel Kuyper has one I don't oh know oh my but... grace well you have one ready to go that you say you haven't looked at right? I haven't looked at it okay. jeez alright so you want to bet who's got a higher player on his board Michigan, Michigan player Nebraska. or Nebraska I'm just player. saying we're both pretty mediocre teams right now so uh, speak for yourself sir. I can I can think Championship. of I can think of one guy for Nebraska that might might be high, but I, th- I think he's like a sophomore, so he would have to come out early. All right. Uh, okay, so maybe a, maybe um, oh yeah, but running backs pretty good, but running backs don't go in the first round anymore. Not anymore. No, not in the not after uh, Lawrence Phillips just ruined it. Who for do you everybody. have that's gonna go high? Maybe. God, off the top of my head, I'm not even sure. I haven't looked at the roster yet. To be brutally honest mm. with you, I mean, uh, you only had three guys come out last year. Well, Taylor Lewan was the big one. I mean, if it yeah. was going to be somebody for us, almost assuredly it's going to be an offensive tackle or a defensive end or, you know, one of those guys that we really – we always produce those all the time, you know? Uh, Nebraska's top pick in the draft this year was – he could only have gone to the Saints. Jean Stanley Baptiste. Jean Stanley Baptiste. <laughs> How could he go to any team other than the Saints? Fair enough. Uh, so what do you want to bet on this? I Maybe like a beer or mm. – I mean, we've done enough shame bets lately. Yeah, that's true. How about yeah, uh, the loser okay. has to buy tickets okay. to Million Dollar Arm, and they have to go see it. With the winner? No, just... Okay, no. Don't I punish the winner. I'm out, I'm out. Don't no. punish the winner. I don't think... I, even for the show, I don't think it's worth it to go see Disney's Million Dollar Arm, although I'm sure it's fantastic. Mm. Praise uh, praise Eisner. No. Is he still the man who... I, he, but okay, I'll, I'll bet. How about just, just a beer bet? Is that cool? Sure. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for the sure, movie beer bet. Um. So okay. So go ahead and pop it open, Brent. Because oh. we this is actually doing this live on the air. Todd We're not. McShay's way too early. 2015. This is so dumb. 2015 mock draft. Wait, are you an insider? I am. Oh, okay. I am not. So I we'll have to get I some points from you later. Uh, All right. Oh, yeah. Is he even gonna show? Well, I would hope so. Otherwise, the entire premise of this routine is completely okay, ruined. Okay, let's see. We got USC, Alabama, Texas A&M, Florida. Florida's Jameis Winston's going to come out next year? Well, what reason does he have to stick around? He's a steal, Ray. Get oh. it? <laughs> oh. oh, you're just making me feel a little crabby right now. Hey, everybody. Oregon, Ooh. Iowa. Oregon again. Florida State. Come Alabama. on, Michigan. Come on, Nebraska. USC. Michigan State. Sparty. Oh, Florida State. Florida State. Oh, wait. Rashad Green. Uh, Baylor. It's going to be nobody. UCLA, it's probably going to be nobody. Nobody. Oregon. Stanford. Clemson. LSU. South Carolina. Georgia. Florida State. Wait, how high are they? Oh, the first round. So six more picks. Okay. Uh, oh. This is the worst yes! bit ever. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the 28th guy. Are there wait. any Michigan players in the final four? Uh, let's see. Oklahoma. Georgia, Missouri, Ohio State. No, but there's Ohio State. No. Ohio State. So, Brent, uh, real quick, tell me what he says about this Nebraska player, because I don't know anything. Randy Gregory recorded ten and a half sacks last season, best in the Big Ten, including three sacks. Oh, including three sacks. You should remember him, right? In a win over Michigan. I don't remember that. Did that happen? I know he has really long arms. Mm. Randy Gregory. Interesting. 
I thought he was like too skinny, maybe. But well, maybe he'll bulk up. Well, you had to win a bet eventually. Right? Hey, I everybody. Stop, I stop betting on rigged uh, sports. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the next installment. We're getting really close to 50 episodes, but we're not quite there yet, of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, that went on for probably way too long than was interesting. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. I'll yeah. probably have to uh, trimomatic that a little bit. But in any case, we have a fun show for you this week. Because there's just so much happening in the sports world. we got the, the Detroit Tigers uh, winning three in a row against the Baltimore Orioles to have the best record in all of Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. Isn't that exciting? It's very exciting. I mean, My I've goodness. already picked them to win the World Series race, so I'm excited. Uh, why you got to do that? Why you got to do that? On the plus side, the Kansas City Royals... They're about 500. Still are a team. They're, treading water. They're still allowed to play professional baseball, so We're, we got that uh, going for us. Five games back. But In we, second place. We have so much stuff we need to talk about over here. Uh, hey, here's the deal. Guess what else is happening this weekend? The season finale of The Amazing Race. The Amazing Race. We've been catching All up stars! On it. Are you caught up on it? Yes. As am I. They're in the final three teams right now, and mm-hmm. I swear to God. We'll talk about it a little bit we later on. We will make on. our predictions. Yeah. And one of us will be right, and the other one will be right. <laughs> Is that the model for the show? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, we got to talk about the NFL draft. We did our big like mm-hmm. picky picky, and we did much better this we did. year. Not not that it was not, hard to do better than zero. Not great, <laughs> but I'd say all things considered, we did pretty darn well. Especially listening to other mock drafts and whatnot. We got a couple. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk yeah. about the specifics of it later on. We also want to talk about these NBA playoffs, Brent. Have you are you are you ready to abandon ship and pull the ripcord yet? Like I already have. Uh, I need to. I need to get my NBA shirt just like I need to go get my WWE shirt because yeah. they're... I'm just going to say I'm championships so, are just a prop. I'm so annoyed. Championships right? are I'm just so a prop, annoyed. my man. Um, cool. So we're going to talk about all those things. Uh, who knows? Maybe even more. Probably not. Probably not, though. Not at all. So let's come on back and we'll talk, we'll talk a little NBA when we come back after three seconds of... Hymnal Favorites. NBA National Basketballs. Believable action. (laughs) Not believable action. Wait a minute, Brent. I'm the one with who's got the conspiracy theories on this show. It's 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 conspiracy fact. (laughs) I'm not even watching it anymore. My team. I quit. I quit after round one. I'm sorry, everybody. Two of my teams are still in. My two teams that I enjoy watching are still in. The Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs. (laughs) No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. My bad. It can't be the Pacers because nobody enjoys watching that crap. I understand why. Why isn't if they're gonna fix it? Why don't they fix it so that the Clippers make the finals? Because Clippers want, is the biggest, the big, the big market. I'll tell you right now, they are the big market, but uh, they want the Donald Sterling thing to go away. No, they don't. And and they need the Thunder in the finals. They've been it's, it's they've been bringing, all surrounds too many people, years in a row. People are watching that aren't basketball fans because the Clippers. The Clippers are a lot of fun. Uh, Clippers are a great team. I feel bad because I can't root for them anymore because of Donald Sterling. Until he's gone, I feel like I'm with Frank McCourt owning the Dodgers and I, I couldn't go to any Dodger games when that happened. It's not the players' fault. It's not the players' fault. I'm not even saying it's fair. It's completely unfair. But at the same time, I can't say go Clippers and honestly in my heart feel it he's, because he's, I because of Donald Sterling. He's banned from the league forever. That's fantastic. He's still co- cashing the checks, though. He's still collecting that sweet green. Well, that's going to happen no matter what. Not when he sells the team. If he sells the team. Oh. I mean... He can make that a poop storm as much look, as he wants to. He he did have some great points when he said, you know, to be fair, Magic Johnson has those aids, right? <laughs> that was... You want to talk about... 
Going on with Anderson Cooper and then basically being like, you know, I was trying to, you know, get it on with Stiviano. And by the way, that was sarcasm, okay, guys? Just so yeah, we're okay. clear. I thought that was assumed, but um, <laughs> I'm hoping that was assumed. Um, if you've listened to the show at all before, and, and judging yeah. by our ratings, you probably haven't. Right. <laughs> but um, but to go on and actually just be like, well, I said some things in the, in the privacy of my own home. I was kind of trying to get some action. And using, race, all, using racism to get action is sort of a strange tactic to me. Yeah. First thing you should be saying is, I'm sorry, instead of like, well, uh, what has yeah. magic, magic ever done? Oh, I don't think magic is an appropriate magic has role nothing model. to do with this story. Let's talk about how many like restaurants and stuff, how many people Magic Johnson has employed through his restaurants and his fast food uh, and everything. All of his college scholarships that he's done. He's done like over a hundred or something college scholarships, yeah. maybe even a thousand, I mean, it's a ton of them. Which is, that's good research millions on my of part. It's yeah, it's of a dollars. lot of money, and he gets people employed. Okay, maybe they're not all great jobs, but he's at least giving them a chance. You know, it's out there. Yeah. And and Magic Johnson of anybody in the community. I mean, he's supposed to have been dead twenty years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be too cruel or anything, but this is, guy is a fighter. This guy is a legend. This guy has done more uh, than Donald Sterling could ever dream of. And Donald Sterling uses racism to try to get in a girl's pants. If that worked, I guess I've been doing it wrong all this time. And then he, he tries to apologize by blaming the other person yeah. that was tangentially involved in the story. Yeah. Hey, hey, Magic Johnson, you know what? I might be going down, for, but for no reason at all, I'm going to try to bring you down with me. Yeah. Hey, did anybody else forget that he, Magic Johnson had AIDS? Because I'll be honest, I did. Well, I, it's not, it's not the first the thing I think about here's when I think deal. of Magic Johnson. He never had AIDS. He That's... has HIV. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, Donald Sterling's like Magic Johnson. He'd he'd go off and he'd do this and that in every town he'd visit. And that's how he got the HIV. And I'm like Donald I mean, Sterling. I mean, do we want this? These do we want this guy being a role model for us? No, we want you. No, we, we want, want you. We want Donald Sterling. Oh my gracious! And then he goes, starts going off on. Come on, Anderson. Didn't you ever really like a girl? And it's like. Did you do no research at all? Do you just make Donald Sterling sound like the creepy guy who drove the ice cream van when I was in middle school? Hey, you guys. Donald Sterling's You the... ever seen a naked girl picture? Donald Sterling's the one man on earth that has never heard this, that has never, you know, heard that Anderson Cooper does not like girls. Oh, by the it's way. It's a very big story. It's sort of, he's sort of and made that very public. by the way, if you're going to be interviewed with this very popular journalist maybe you should do some research do you want anderson cooper to be a role model for your children he doesn't even like girls or racism there was a whole part too where anderson with anderson cooper he said you know some people said you have a plantation mentality what i think you have more of a plantation mentality than i do saw that and then then he says I don't even know what that means. Like, so, so why are you? So saying? why are you accusing me of it? You don't even know what it means. Oh, gr- it's but just, it's he's just... grasping at straws. He's an eighty-one-year-old man, and, and this is a question that I mean, this is not even like trying to make a joke. Does he have like a brain tumor or something? Because he is just like out there right now. I mean, uh, this dude no. is just falling off the crazy train, and every time he tries to do something, it's just totally the wrong answer he's a billionaire in theory he should have people telling him what to do and what not to do he should be paying a pr firm to try to rehabilitate his image while he's still on this earth i mean people i believe people have tried to tell him and he has lived in this bubble for so long he's a billionaire and he can talk the way he wants about i mean if you listen to the video with with v stiviano he says why why can't you just do what i say yeah 
If you can't, I'll find a girl that'll just do everything I say. You know, I mean, to be fair, though, you don't want a silly rabbit that doesn't do what you say. Aww. I'm just... But that's, but that's, but I'm just saying, to, to prove my point, that, that's kind of, that's his attitude. And just you, do what I say. And you know what I think he's oh, actually... Well, you're, oh, you feel like, wh- why are you complaining, African-Americans? I give you houses. I give you cars. Uh, I would say, I, I do believe that I'll, after all of this, Donald Sterling has absolutely learned... Nothing, nothing. Nothing at all. No, his life will carry on exactly how it was before. He'll just uh, continue different loose relationships. Well, he's been like this for a long time. There's always been people talking about this. It's just kind of been a little bit behind closed doors and not totally proven. And I think when somebody is in their little bubble and they're a billionaire and they're a closet you racist, have no and it to comes to light, anybody. I it comes to light, and you're a total pariah. You know what I call that, Ray? Sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. Well, Thank that's you. for sure. Now. As much as talking about racist owners is great, let's get back to the real travesty. Wait, there's also games this, played? These NBA, these NBA playoffs, the real travesty, the real clown show of the whole deal. Uh, but, th- Brent, this is the most exciting first round in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Look at all these Game 7s, wink, wink. Yep, it's exciting. It's like, oh, there's no way that Miami Heat can lose this game. Oh, and here comes LeBron with the chair. He gets in from behind with the chair. He That's going to turn this match around. Mean Gene Okerlund, can you interview LeBron in the back room? Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Is that LeBron? What we... Yeah, he's a big well, Hulk Hogan he's fan. He's a huge Hulk Hogan fan. I had no idea. Let me tell you something, brother. You know, oddly enough, Dwayne Wade, big Ultimate Warrior fan. <laughs> you know, I will, I will drink the souls of coyotes, and I will drink Hulkamania dry. That's what this NBA playoffs reminds me of. Is it? Yeah. Is it exciting? It's, it's it is exciting from the eighties because the the refs are keeping it close every game. Every game, and then oh, is the wrong team winning? Whoop! Buffalo Wild Wings button. Just go ahead and press it. And turn been, on the sprinklers. There's now been something in the order of twenty four point plays or four point play opportunities in the playoffs. When I, I could have gone through the whole. Decade of the 80s and 90s and not found 20 episodes in a whole Probably season. not found five. I yeah. mean... How is this happening? I'll tell you how it's happening. Uh, money. Get, people are flopping and falling. Oh, they must have gotten fouled. They fell down. No, you know, and I, I try to make this point, but I, I think that the in the same way that the NBA... Every game, every series going to seven games unless it involves LeBron. It's exciting in the same way that every time they do a... Uh, hit the, Every time they do a Hell's Kitchen team versus team challenge, it always miraculously comes down to the final vote. You ever notice that on every single competitive show, a reality show, no matter what's going on, it always it's never a blowout. It always no, wait, comes watching, down to one we're vote. Watching a show, oh, it's three votes to zero. This is over. Uh oh! Well, oh, wait a minute! Oh, but with three, three straight three. votes, it's tied, and it's going to come down to this final vote. Wait oh, the first minute. team did in fact. Wait a minute! I thought there was only six judges. Who's that walk? Who's that shadowed figure walking into the room? It's Andre the Giant, <laughs> back from the grave. I'm here to do a tabulating vote. And anybody uh, want a peanut? And oh, blue team, blue team with the victory. So uh, this is how I see it, though. It's really just laid out to me. It's laid out like a scripted reality uh, show where everything is slanted one direction or the other. All the superstars, with the exception of your right, my entire wrongness with that Houston Rockets team that was just not a very good team. Not a very good team. Did not gel, and there's nothing you can do to make someone win, somebody but you can sure make it easier for them. Somebody can't follow the script, Ray? That's that's disrespectful. That is that is just outrageous. Where is, where is Vince McMahon when you need him? And that's why they're getting 
ultra destroyed in the next round by by San Antonio. Oh, not even close. Yeah, they're getting knocked right out the thing. And even the Indiana Pacers are showing life in the second round after they almost blew it in the first round. Well, I think that has, you know, we talked about this. I think this has all to do with the curse of Andrew Bynum. The curse of Andrew Bynum. Just the fact you even had him on your roster, there's a stink. There's a certain stench. Yep. But uh, you had something you wanted to say, Brent. What's that? Ray was... Ray was right. Ray, what, what? Say it again in my good ear. Ray was right. What? This is crazy. What was I right about, Brent? I guess you were right about the, the, the just not letting the Brooklyn Nets win any games. I mean, they won one game. They won, well, they won the third game, which was at home. It was the must-win game, and it's the only reason anybody would watch games four or five. Uh, it's a good ratings thing, but uh, yeah. See, again, why wouldn't they want the Brooklyn Nets? They're in the big... The, the big you because know, LeBron market. is the star, and they need LeBron to get this third championship. Let's face reality here. He's going to win this third championship. He will not face a struggle in any rounds. Maybe the finals go six games. Maybe. Uh, and then they win it on the road. If they're going to do this right, Ray, they have to make the Heat go down 2-1 in the series at least before they come back and win the last Entirely three. possible. And, I mean, entirely possible. Unlikely, though. They probably go uh, win two, lose two, win two, it's over. Or do like this Brooklyn Nets series because LeBron has to win this title to retain all relevance in the world. Give him the three-peat so that they can compare him to Michael Jordan. Put him up there with the greats that have won three or more titles. It's a very short list of big-time superstars. And they want him on that list because he screwed it up twice already. He I screwed heard... it up with the Cavs and then he screwed it up with the Mavericks. So now that we've, now that we've revealed this devious plot, this whole fixed sensation that is the NBA... I Not submit, fixed. I still I say fixed. To you, Ray, it's slanted. It's slanted. I submit to you, Ray, that there's a secret. LeBron made a deal with the NBA. We're going to let you win some championships. But after you win your third one, after your contract runs out, you're going to have to bring your talents back to Cleveland. <laughs> and here's the, here's the ultimate. This is the M. Night Shyamalan twist. You have to bring back your talents for, to Cleveland and play for the Browns. <laughs> Got to go play tight end for two I years, a la Michael Jordan, and then come back for after that. And we'll give you, we'll give you another three peat. Nice. What do you think, LeBron? I, I think that's a perfect script right there. Back off, LeBron. I'm thirst wow. from the Sprite commercials. No. Yeah. <laughs> you remember those? Yes, I remember those. <laughs> those were really good. I'm a little slap happy tonight, folks. You'll have to yeah. excuse me. But uh, I just delirious, I think, because Brent had to admit that I was right about something. So Brent, I want to bet. Yeah, it was just the last two nights. I've just I finally I was like I can't even fight Ray anymore after this sham of the end of a Clippers game. Where the, granted the Clippers didn't play well, but that doesn't mean you should still get you know jobbed at the end of the game. There are plenty of times when somebody almost blows a game. Doesn't mean they deserve to lose the game. This is correct. And well, what are you talking about, Brent? Like if you foul a guy and then the ball goes out of bounds uh, off of him. Uh, you obviously, when you go back and watch the replay, you can't call a foul, so you just have to give it back to the uh, give it back to the other team, even though it technically didn't go off of him, right? Although, did you know this oh. way? There actually is a rule, a little used rule, that they quoted last night that the announcers quoted. The refs didn't quote this. That says, if I knock the ball off and it, off your hand, if I hit it out of your hand and it goes out of bounds, yep. it doesn't matter who touched it last. If I knock it out of your hand, it's your ball. Except he didn't hit the ball, he hit his wrist. Well, but no foul was well, called, but so technically he never even touched well, the ball. And, and they didn't even cite that rule anyway. So. What, NBA refs don't know the rules to their own sports? Stop it. 
because this is always what kills me about NFL. People like to bag at NFL refs, and I'm one of them. I think that they do give an unfair shake sometimes. But at least I don't feel like it's all now corruption like I do with the NBA. Yeah, I don't feel like they just decide the game at the end. I mean, sometimes they do, but I don't think they're trying to. You don't usually see, okay, like if, if, the, if the NBA was like, the, if the NFL was like the NBA, we would, see, we would see an inordinate amount of, oh, there's a Hail Mary, oh, Pass interference in the end zone. Sure. Uh, but you I think see it all the, time. the thing about the FRFs that I was going to say, though, is that even, like, the minutia of the rules, they can generally, like, right after the game, they can cite the actual, like, number of the rule that they relied on in order to make a ruling. Like, they have the entire nine-tome NFL, like, rule book pretty well learned and memorized in their heads and they can recall all that information at a given note at a given notice and i just you give them a lot of mad ups for that but yet you get these nba guys apparently don't even know their own rule book right but why would you need to learn it when you're making it up as you're going along yep so clippers are done right as we record this i don't know i mean i they feel probably like, win game six look, right look ray if i'm going by what i'm saying right now yes they're done but they could win game six they can win Game Six absolutely and come back and then and lose to the Thunder. And they played really seven. well. Yeah, they'll probably go back and play really well in Game Seven, and then get screwed at the end of Game and Seven be a, as well. A sixteen to three run to end the fourth quarter, yeah. the last seven minutes of the game, and then the Thunder will win by one. Russell Westbrook will throw up a three that's you know barely hits the side of the rim, and then he'll get rewarded by having a foul called, even though he barely got touched. That wouldn't have been a foul any other time in the game. It's a bunch of crap, man. But uh, one thing I can guarantee: Heat next round, no matter who they play, whether it's the Pacers or the Wizards. Yeah. Will, will not be challenged. Yeah, it'll be they will not even be challenged. Five games or less. Five games or less, right? And then when they get to the finals, six. Six games or less. Six games or less. They, I don't think for a chance they let it go seven. I'm on board, I'll, I'll go full-on conspiracy. Because you can't risk like something going wrong and LeBron losing that game. If somehow the Miami Heat do not win the championship this year, Ray, I submit to you that they are bending to the demands. And they're, they've been caught by Raisin Brent. And they're going to have to do it to... So that in order Are you to, trying to say we're blowing the lid? This is an expose right. on the NBA? If they do not win the championship this year, it's because the NBA is like, Ray's and Brent got too close to the truth. Either that or we both get shot and, we and left in an alley somewhere. <laughs> Guys, I'm not into drugs, so if they catch me with two bullets in the head and a baggie of cocaine in my rear, I didn't actually do it. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and put that on the record right now. Look into it, please. <laughs> Please dig. Please dig. <laughs> Please, whatever reporters could possibly be listening, put it out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm just not, I'm out. Like I've been watching the highlights just to keep up for show purposes. I'm not going to lie. I am not giving them any more of my interest or money. I can't. Yeah, me neither. I can't do it. And if you're out there enjoying these NBA playoffs, shame on you. Shame on you. These are not good. I shart on you. I would rather watch. I would rather watch Monday Night Raw any day of the week. I would rather subscribe to the WWE Network and watch uh, Anarchy Rules '95 from ECW. Ray would Great rather. Show. Ray would rather pay for WNBA season tickets and go to every single game and sit in the front row. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> let's not. Let's not put a bet on that. Um, in any case, that's us talking about the NBA. Um, we're done, man. Yeah. I'm sorry if you like it. You probably hated this segment. <laughs> no, they probably loved it because they love the truth. Because you like the truth, even if you can't handle the truth. You want me on that conspiracy hey. theory about the NBA? You need me on that conspiracy theory about the NBA. That should go in your pilot you're writing, right? I don't know. Those those are great lines. I'll fit them in there somewhere. Yeah. You just made that up, right? No, right off the top of my head, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's. I'm a screenwriter sometimes. All right. Cool. So we'll be right back to keep going with the ship.
after three seconds of Spider-Man. Okay, okay, this is so exciting. The NFL draft just happened. So uh, we're going to talk about our top five picks here in just a sec. But let's just let's open it up. I mean, like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna talk about everything. We're going to rip on the Browns. Don't worry, you guys. We are going to rip on Cleveland at some point. Right? Can't help it. Well, yeah, at this point you can't. You just can't. It's just fun. We may as well just keep going. We start. To, but let's talk, I mean, real quick about our own teams because, let's face it, that's what we want to talk about. And then we'll talk about everybody else. Is that fair? Sure. Oh, one minute or less, talk to me about the Kansas City Chiefs first, maybe second round picks. What you think about him? Go. Okay, first round. I love the pick. D Ford out of Auburn. Speed rusher. He's a little bit small, so he's probably going to play outside linebacker. Good, maybe a replacement for Tom Bahali. He has a huge cap number next year. They probably can't keep him. And he sacked Johnny Manziel two times in a row at the end of the AM game last year. And he also sacked Jameis Winston twice in the national championship game. Uh, we have Philip Gaines, a big, lanky corner out of Rice. He's a bit of a project. DeAnthony Thomas, that. He's going to run his feet and everyone else out of the stadium. He's on the track team. That's how fast he is. Aaron Murray, quarterback out of Georgia. Uh-oh. He's a little bit like Drew Brees. He throws that back fade better than anyone else in college. And then in the sixth round, Laurent Duvernay Tardif out of Canada. He's a doctor. He was actually delivering a baby when he got drafted. That's the Chiefs draft. And it was amazing. And there's the timer right there. Oh, good job, Brent. You actually got done like two seconds early. I didn't even need to cut you off. That's exciting. Um, you ready for me to do a minute on the lines? Let's do it. And timer, go. Okay, Eric Ebron, Ebron, however the heck you want to pronounce it. I like to call him LeBron because he's tall, he's lanky, he's athletic. He's a tight end out of North Carolina. Uh, he really is going to be playing more of a wide receiver role. Some Lions fans are bummed about the fact that he uh, got picked in the top 10. You don't pick a tight end in the top 10, but if you look at any of these mock drafts, he was picked around the 9-12 to 12, uh 8-12 to 12 zone, so this is totally legitimate pick for the Lions. Gives them a huge Jimmy Graham-style weapon on offense to go with the new New Orleans Saints offense that we're putting in place. Kyle Van Noy, linebacker from BYU. Love to have a Mormon on the team. He was a college teammate with Ezekiel Anza. He's a guy that does everything above average, everything well, no flaws in his game, but isn't spectacular. He's going to be used as a pass rusher. Travis Swanson is going on in there. He's the uh, center for Arkansas, and he's going to possibly replace Dominic Rayola down the line. We drafted a kicker, Nate Freeze, in the seventh round to replace. Well, no, Jason Hansen's gone. David Akers sucked last year, but we've got to talk for a second about Caron Reed out of Princeton. Looks like he ate Nick Fairley, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there's my time. So that's our drafts right there. You know, I'm kind of excited about some of these right here. I mean, the, I didn't even get to it, but a wide receiver T.J. Jones out of Notre Dame. Injury risk, that's why we got him in the sixth round. Did get the cornerback we were looking for, Nevin Lawson. I really like our draft a lot. I would give our draft definitely like a B-plus in that zone. Uh, Mel Kuyper and them are giving it a B-minus. I think that's a little harsh. I think for whatever reason they don't like Eric Ebron, and I don't. I think it's a good pick. So what, what are your feelings about your overall draft? Uh, I would give the Chiefs somewhere around a B as well. I was glad they got Aaron Murray. Uh, you know, the second why? Because he's going to be great, right? Killed his ACL last year yeah. in November, and he already did his pro day, so no big deal. He did it from a wheelchair. No, he did not. I'm pretty sure he, they call him the Gimper. Mm. 
Win one for the Gimper. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the, isn't that how he does? No. Well, he's he's really good. You know, uh, I was watching some tape of him. He's really good at throwing. He's really proud of throwing that that back shoulder fade, which no Chiefs quarterback has ever thrown in their life. <laughs> um, the only place maybe where they didn't pick up somebody was wide receiver they had a chance in the first round to maybe get marquise lee they didn't do that i was okay with that people are worried about his injury issues too Mm -hmm. that's why jacksonville taking him made so much sense and i think the chiefs they had they picked up a a slot guy who was kind of a a a star in the cfl which i'm not counting on him but we also have you drafted a canadian yeah we did you drafted a freaking canuck i know you drafted Tim Horton to join you know, your team. Kansas City, unlike Detroit, Kansas City actually plays in the snow sometimes, Ray, so it's you know, required. Oh, we play in the Plus, snow. Plus, what, what if one of our players is giving birth? I mean, that could happen. Guys have babies these days, Ray. We live in the future, Brent. <laughs> no, did, we play in the snow all the time. It's just happening outside the stadium. Right. <laughs> if we can help it. Now, we, got, we did do our top five picks for the draft, and let's go over them right now. Maybe go up pick by pick and talk about them and talk about where we got it right. And where we got it wrong, because I'm actually very happy for both of us. I thought we pretty much locked it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but opening up Houston, we both said we, they would take Jadevian and Clowney, Clowney, and they took Jadevian and Clowney. Clowney. I mean, this is sort of the no-brainer of the whole deal, right? Yep. Everybody knew it was going to be Jadevian. He's a freak of nature. They call him, like, every 8 to 10 years an athlete of this caliber comes around. Uh, mm. So that was pretty much the no-brainer. Let's do this. Now, number two pick overall... I had the St. Louis Rams either trading or holding out and taking Sammy Watkins, but you had... Greg Robinson, tackle. It's a good, it's a good choice. It's not sexy, but that you know, there's always an offensive tackle in the top five picks, if not more than one, and nobody in these mock drafts ever seems to go that route because it's not sexy. Who did the Rams end up taking? Greg Robinson. They took your boy, yeah, Greg Robinson, man. So you're two for two right now. Third pick overall, Jacksonville Jaguars. You go ahead and who'd you, who'd you have taken? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, not a bad pick. Linebacker, Buffalo. Yeah, not a bad pick at all. I had them taking Johnny Manziel right there. I really thought Jacksonville was going to go quarterback here. And I was right to a point. I gave myself almost a half point. I got the notion correct. They just went with Blake Bortles instead of Johnny Manziel mm-hmm. because probably they're more interested in winning football games and taking the local Florida guy than they are selling tickets and being on the map with Johnny Manziel, right? So I give myself a half point, even though it doesn't officially count. I'm still okay, one no, for three. I'll, I'll give you the half point. All right, I'll take it. Add some for me a little bit later. <clears throat> Fair enough. So Cleveland's next pick. Oh, those. Now they ended up trading out to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Cleveland. And uh, I had them taking uh, Robinson, the offensive tackle here. Obviously, that couldn't happen. I had them taking Johnny Football. Johnny, Johnny Football. Manziel, Johnny Manziel. And half point. I no. I get more than a half point because they actually did pick Johnny Manziel in the first round but later not, on. But not fourth. I don't care. Not even near fourth. I still had the I still had the team picking Johnny Manziel in the first round, Ray. I'll give you a half point. I'll give you no, a half point. No, it's gotta be more than yours. Yours wasn't the right team. Point five one. You your your I'll team. You pick, your team picked a quarterback and you get point five and I picked the same quarterback, I get point seven. So fifth pick overall you had Sammy Watkins. Who ended up being the fourth pick. I had Khalil Mack, who ended up being the correct pick. <laughs> Falling to five for the Oakland Raiders. I will take it. I will take my two and a half. I'll even. And I'll take my two point seven and the win. I'll, you know what? No, but I'll call it a very strong draw. Or I will take it since I had the top two picks. I will also take the win based on that tiebreaker. I will just say we both did way better than last yeah, year, and I'll be happy about that. Thankfully, I don't think anything was on the line for this. It was just a fun exercise activity. Just life or death. So tell me this, and uh, who do you think had the best draft outside of our teams? 
Who had the best draft on the board? You want me to go first? Sure. Because I, this is kind of weird to say. I got to say, and I'm not a fan of theirs, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is a way overlooked uh, draft because nobody gives a, a big poopy poop about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, Blake Bortles, whether or not you think anything, he's a prototype quarterback, and they took him third overall in the very first round. Then they took Marquise Lee, the wide receiver at USC. That's a huge risk just given the fact that he had those uh, leg injuries. But he that I watched that, dude. We live in Los Angeles. We watched Marquise Lee play. Dude can ball. 100%. And then they went just with a whole bunch of stuff all over the place. Non-sexy picks. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, excuse me. Another wide receiver. They're just looking to go straight big offense dude. right there. Big guy. Yeah, and then late in the draft, you know, they, they took, uh, uh, I mean, the defensive end out of Arkansas, Chris Smith. Uh, the cornerback, Aaron Colvin out of Oklahoma. I mean, off, uh, offense. The uh, outside linebacker from Florida State, Telvin Smith. I mean, these are some good picks right here. It is not a sexy draft. But I think as far as winning games and making impact two years down the road, that is a good draft. We will be looking at an 8-8 eight and eight Jacksonville Jaguars team, if not better, within the next two to three years. And then people kind of be like, well, how'd that happen? You can trace it right back to this draft that just happened last week. Uh, who do you think is the best draft? I have to go with the St. Louis Rams. Okay, now they had a Rams. roughly, and I don't want to exaggerate this, they had... 150,000 picks. Yeah, they did. What I liked what the Rams did is when you're trying to, you know, when you're trying to really make your team a tough team and a consistent team, you build on the lines, right? And they start with Greg Robinson, correct. offensive tackle, monster uh, from Auburn. Then they go defensive tackle, Pittsburgh, which uh, that was a good pick right there. I mean, oh, Aaron he, Donald impressed it. Yeah. yeah. He could have gone higher than that. Uh, then they go, uh, you know, LaMarcus Joyner, cornerback. I thought they got him a little higher than or lower than I, it was a good pick, right? Yeah, it was yeah. How you pick, and then are you kidding me with their fourth pick to get Trey Mason, the big running back out of Auburn? And their fourth pick, third round though. <sighs> yeah, I mean, still, round. still in the top. What is he? He was pick number. He was uh, number seventy-five. Seventy-five. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. And then going all the way down, you know, they had some other picks, but they they go all the way down and they get you know the defensive the co-defensive player of the year. In the SEC, they get him in the seventh round. Come on, okay. Michael Sam. What if Michael Sam doesn't work out? So what? You draft him seventh in the rounder. seventh round. And, what, and, and talk about Michael Sam, because we have to talk about it. He was breaking down barriers. You know, he had the uh, the kiss that uh, bigots around the world hated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I was happy for that. You know, I, I, I went right on social media afterwards and I said, every single time they replay that Michael Sam kiss on ESPN SportsCenter, I think about some nasty, disgusting bigot out there who's disgusted by it, and I make it makes me just that much happier. Yeah. Because there's that much more uh, uh, good in the world as a result of that, and people are being forced to confront their demons. And, I, and I'm absolutely happy for Michael Sam, happy for his family. I'm happy he got drafted at all. Uh, to be fair, there was a very real chance he wouldn't, but the one team he's going to go to that he's going to have success with or have the best chance for... Remember how Tyrone Matthew last year had to go to the Cardinals? It was like the only team that really made sense that he could have a chance there. Yeah. I think Michael Sam going to the Rams when he's a Missouri Tiger, he's from Missouri. He's People in that area already like him. He's already the man in that area. They will embrace him. That is not a community where I think he's going to have a lot of hard times. St. Louis and Missouri as a whole... I know they're your rivals and whatnot, but no, uh, to a point, to Missouri, a point. Well, Kansas City is in Missouri, so I mean, but I'm talking about Nebraska, though. Yeah, true. Uh, they used to be, uh, sure. but that being said, they're pretty open-minded people out there. I mean, they're pretty progressive as far as those types of stances go. You got to give them a lot of credit. I think that that's a community that is ready to embrace Michael Sam. Yep. 
but yeah, so just to go back to it though, I think the Rams, man, they it's helped. It is helped by the fact that they just had so many picks. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eleven picks. And I was shocked that they drafted Gilbert Gottfried uh, to play quarterback in the sixth round. I uh, I didn't even realize he was eligible, and I thought he'd be too old to play. I, yeah. I didn't even know he went to SMU. Sixth round, take a little flyer on Garrett Gilbert at SMU. That's not no, bad. No, it was Gilbert Godfrey out of SMU. When I play quarterback. Oh, did I get that wrong? When I play quarterback for SMU, I throw the ball, and then I pick up, I throw it to my best wide receiver, Jafar. <laughs> oh my gracious. So, okay, well, who do we think had potentially... Didn't know I, did Gilbert Godfrey, didn't I, I did not, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do we think had the worst worst draft of the entire set? Can I just go ahead and say it? <laughs> I think I know who you're going to say. Go it's ahead. the Cleveland Browns! <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Cleveland! You guys are a bunch of dumb, dumb, dummy-dumbs out there. What is happening in the Cleveland Browns? You have the fourth pick overall. You have a chance at a good... Uh, Sammy Watkins, a potential Calvin Johnson-type talent... If not him, Khalil Mack, the center of an entire defense. And what do you do? You trade back down to the nine hole. You trade back down to the nine hole and you let Buffalo just have Sammy Watkins. You let the Raiders just have Khalil Mack at five. Okay, fine. You don't, you don't even take the offensive tackle. Maybe you should have. But what do you do? You're at nine. You panic. You trade back up to get to the eight hole. To draft what some analysts had as the third best cornerback on the board, Justin Gilbert out of Oklahoma State, you trade back up to get him? What the bleeping bleep are you doing? And if we knew now what we knew, you know, we knew then what we know now, they could have still, at 22, they could have picked somebody really great at number four or number eight, and then still gotten Darquez Denard. At number 22. Yeah, because he didn't go until 24 with Cincinnati. And he was... Some people had him ranked even higher actually, than were, Justin they were, Gilbert. They traded up to get Johnny Manziel, too. They were back at 26. So all those picks that they got, for, for all of that, just suddenly poof. And now, especially when two weeks ago they found out that their best player, Josh Gordon, one of the best wide receivers, quite honestly, in football last year. You got... The numbers don't lie. Hey, at least they drafted a quarterback to throw the ball to... to Oh. oh, so you tell me you could have had Sammy Watkins to potentially uh, help, if not replace Josh Gordon on your roster, but instead you trade back down and then up again to get Justin Gilbert, who was he was slated to go in that slot, but that's not the best pick in the world, especially when you got to go back up to get him, and then you take Johnny Manziel, knowing you don't have a wide receiver to throw him the ball to. Well, on the plus side, at least, Brent. They still had Nate Burleson. They got him from the Lions. Oh, no, because he broke his arm the next day. He has nothing. Broke his arm again? He broke the same pizza arm in a non-pizza-related injury. I did check this out. But on the plus side, at least they, uh, at least, you know, early on, they really looked over here and and they, they took the opportunity to, wait a minute, they stopped drafting at the fourth round. Oh, at least there's a wide receiver on there to at least give them a chance for... No! There are no wide receivers anywhere to be found in the rest of the draft. In order to trade up to get Gilbert, in order to trade up to get Manziel, they don't have any more picks! They stopped after round four! Cleveland Browns, congratulations, because I heard, though, overnight that the Cleveland Browns sold a litany of half-season tickets, because that's probably about as far as Johnny's going to get before he's injured for the year, right? Well, and now, 
Okay, you can't even get this right. They draft, okay, you draft the guy that has the biggest buzz in the draft in years. They are now relevant again. Okay. Absolutely, they're relevant. So what do they tell Johnny Manziel right after the draft? A couple days later? Hey, 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 stop talking so much, huh? Dear you got to start acting like the backup. Because that's what all your fans want to see. Hey, we just bought a million of your jerseys. Glad we have the backup quarterback jersey. Can we? Is it too? Is it too early to start calling him Tebow Jr.? Except he could throw the ball a little bit. I think he'll bit. be better than Tebow. I think assuredly he'll be better than Tebow. But at the end of it, can we honestly say he's going to win more playoff games than Tebow? No. And how about the story that came out? Teddy Bridgewater came out and said in the media just today it came out he told his agent do everything in your power to make sure cleveland doesn't take me i do not want to go to cleveland because he knows that's where quarterbacks go to end their careers back up the hearse johnny menzel's career dead on arrival sorry cleveland well hey at least they messed up they messed up the draft but at least they didn't give somebody just a crazy contract that paid them way too much money well thank god they didn't do that oh wait no they gave joe hayden oh no 68 million dollars at least it's not for you know more more than like you know they probably got it for like eight years for that right eight ten years oh no that's five years five years oh cleveland man what are you doing by my count that is somewhere in the range of $850,000 per game. To be fair, though, if you paid me $850,000 per game, I still wouldn't show up at Browns games. <laughs> is that wrong? Okay, well, who do you think had the worst draft of anybody? Do, are you I'm on board? Gonna, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think it's a slam <laughs> Did up. I lay it out too easily? Oh, no, yeah. The, look, you didn't have to lay it out. The, the Browns <laughs> did that for you. But people were actually out there based on the Johnny Manziel pick alone. Because uh, as, as the folks at ESPN are saying... This draft will be decided purely on Johnny Menzel. Yeah, because I don't think they drafted anybody else. That's it. They only got like five players in this draft. It was shades of Ricky Williams going to the New Orleans Saints in the Mike Ditka era. When they when Mike Ditka put that Rastafarian wig on, put a cigar in his mouth, they asked him what he was going to do the rest of the day, and he just started singing, Going golfing. <laughs> uh, but on the plus side, meet the new boss of Cleveland, clearly... Same, Same as, as the, the old, old boss. boss. Oh, my gracious. So, anyway, that's our wrap-up of the NFL draft. Lots of neat stuff going down. Cleveland screws the pooch again. I think I can say that Cleveland, officially. what are you doing? Hey, you know what, though? People will be talking about them. They will be, you know, they will get a, a primetime, like, pub based on this. This is like the, that famous play they had called The Fumble. Except it's also called The Fumble. It's also it called The Fumble. to the draft. Yee. But we'll be right back to uh, talk a little Amazing Race, I think. After three seconds of... Aerosmith. The Amazing Race. All stars. All stars. Uh, I'm really enjoying this season. I mean, a lot of the teams I really like, or you know, uh, have played on this season. You know, Flight Time, Big Easy, the Afghanimals just did, got eliminated. Okay, right. uh, did anyone mess up this season more than your boys, the Afghanimals? They screwed up this whole season. How did they screw up the season? I don't understand. Like for themselves or just they, in general? Well, first of all, I was rooting for them. They didn't. They didn't. You turn. Brenchel. That was a that was a choice because they feared the Cowboys worse than Brenchel, and what ended up costing them? Well, it ended up knocking the Cowboys out. Yeah, I mean to be fair though, they probably still would have been going out this time anyway if the Cowboys were there instead of Brenchel, right? 
Maybe. And also, this is where they had trouble the year before, was they had trouble memorizing with the German's pronunciation and whatnot for singing in that uh, in that church. Right? Yeah, it's all the only German I know, unfortunately. And I did three years in school. Oh, boy. Mein Elsches Gross und Sehr Toll. There we go. Get all my points back. Um, but yeah, so they, they, that was a bad challenge for them to get, especially at that time. So their writing was kind of on the wall a little bit. And, uh, and the, despite the fact that Brenchel's totally like botched that boot throwing thing because Rachel doesn't know how to read apparently. Yeah. Yee. Well, read your clue. Read. Hashtag. He said size nine. She's like, okay, size 10. <laughs> size nine or 11. They, okay. I got a 10, he, Brent, he, he, Brendan. If you didn't, if you didn't I got it, a 10. They did have a really interesting, it was a really interesting uh, roadblock where they had to, uh, they had to take like big work boots, like yeah. boots that you would have out in the pasture. Yeah, and they basically played like it's almost some, like a round of golf. Some traditional with boots, Welsh sport. It was more like ultimate frisbee, though. Yeah, okay, more like ultimate frisbee. It really you, was. You're throwing the. You have to fill the boots with water and then throw the and boot as far as you can. And then you got to go fill the boot back up again. Go back to the place you threw it to, and you're trying to like hit a bale of hay or something. Yeah, this sounds like a game. This is actually a you know a traditional sport. There, it sounds like something me and my cousins made up. Yeah. There was nothing to do on a Saturday morning. To be morning. fair, though, if you know anything about whales, there's two things to do, and that's fill up your mudder boots with water and throw them down his field, and something else with sheep that cannot be mentioned on the Raisin Brand Clean Hour. <laughs> that's a bad thing. Man. Oh, gracious. I thought you shore off those puns. <laughs> oh, we ruined the show. In any case, uh, do you have a big uh, point you want to make about Brenchel? I am sick to death of Brenchel. If Brenchel wins, I may never be able to watch an episode of The Amazing Race ever again. I'm so over... I hate them so much. She's so whiny Ray, and so condescending to everybody and so disgusting. You know what's happening, right? What's that? You know what? You know they're going to win. No! It's the Brenchels. Now, here's the problem. is the three teams that are left. You've got the Brenchels, who are like devil incarnate, just like oh god, I just want to choke them out. They are they are the wrestling villain. This is this is Triple H. This is Shawn Michaels smashing Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. This is Rick Martel in the blindfold match with Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania Seven after Jake the Snake had been blinded by the spray of arrogance. I'm going there. Ultimate villains, these Brenchels. There's nothing redeeming. Last year they did get their comeuppance in the final. Right? Last mm-hmm. season, they finished third. They just botched everything, and I was just overjoyed. I felt more glad that they lost than whoever won one. Didn't even care. Now, you also have the country singers. Useless. They might be the weakest team that just hangs on because they're hot. And because people keep doing stuff for them over and over and over again. Right? And they just... they. Didn't they avoid elimination twice? Twice they should have been eliminated, and they were non-elimination heats both yeah. times. And yep. they overcame because people were able to, like, were just helping them. So clearly it's down to... So we have Team Mormon from Salt Lake City by way of Thousand Oaks, California, a community I know very well. Strong Mormon ties. We love our Mormon friends. They're the nicest people on earth. But this dad is so obnoxious. I'm the, he says, I'm the oldest competitor. It would really be great if I'm the oldest man to ever win Amazing Race. I'm 60 years old. And then the entire last three legs, I was like, why can't you cut me a break because I'm 60? I'm so old. Why do you have to pick on me? Why? I'm a man. I'm 60. 60. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Oklahoma State. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but he uses it as like a badge of pride. And then anytime anything bad happens to him or he gets U-turned, he's always going to be like, why well, I got to do that to the old oh, man? Pick on the old man? Why you got to pick on the old man? 
It's uh, listen, sir. You're either too old to do this and too old to be U-turned, or you're not. Either way, you can't have it one way and then the other. You jerky jerk jerk who's mean to your son the whole time. And his son is cool. I give his son a lot of credit. That's a nice kid. Mm-hmm. Who? But of those three teams, even Who do you if the, cheer for, I cheer for the country singers, I guess. But I know they're not going to win. They're bumbos. Mm-hmm. Who? What, what are your thoughts? I'm talking way too much in this segment. I cheer for you. The talk team, to me. For I a cheer sec. for the team that sounds most like a, a donut chain. Brenchels. Stop it. <laughs> you don't even like the Brenchels. I'm cheering for the Brenchels. Just so Ray and Melissa will be mad. We will stop. Literally, Melissa, my wife, has told me. Ray, if Honey Bear... No, we don't. No, she says, hey, no, that's it, jerk. Yeah. Hey, jerk face. Jerko. If Brenchels win this, I swear to God, we're not we're not watching. We're not watching again next season. I don't know how I can ever watch the show again if the Brenchels win. That's my really, like, terrible Melissa impression. Hopefully she'll never hear this. Right? Eee. Amy, I'm um, counting on you. Don't tell her. I mean, I guess... What are you asking me? You asking me who I'm cheering for or who I think will win? Both. Okay. Who I'm cheering for is probably... The father son. There's never been a, a never been a father son team that won. Yeah, there's never been a, a child and a parent team that has won. That's interesting. And no one in their sixties. And I think he would be also the youngest person to ever win. Yes, oldest he would. and youngest people to win. So that's interesting. Something about that, yeah. I mean, I I do I do find it. I I do in some way you know kind of respect the game that that Brentals play because they're just so into themselves and they, and they don't. I like. I mean. They're the opposite of the country singers, who got the whole way by being friends with people. Yeah, but okay? they're actually like good at challenges, though. Except for uh, 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 Rachel, who apparently has done every job in her short 25 years on this planet. Every time there's any any job or any uh, uh, a challenge that they get to, Rachel's always like, Well, I spent three years as a short order cook, so I should do this cooking challenge. Oh, I spent four years cocktail waitressing, so I'd be good at this drinks challenge. Oh, I used to DJ at a club in Boro Boro, so I should do this DJ. Like, oh my God, Rachel, what do you think you haven't done? I, I was a professional boot thrower for four seasons in the rodeo. She wasn't a professional boot size counter. Should have cost him. Didn't. Didn't. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if I'm handicapping it, I say probably I got to go with the the father-son is like at 50%. Yep. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 60%. Okay. Brentals maybe thirty five percent. Country singers five percent. Five percent. I think I think it's more like to me fifty five, uh, forty. Brentals fifty five, uh, uh, father son forty, and then five percent country. It could be, and 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 I guess now if I'm actually at this point, you're not relying on now people that to I help think about you anymore. It again, if you know what's going to happen in the final challenge, what always happens as long as it stays close is there's some kind of puzzle challenge. Yep. And the Brentals are going to be all. Over that they because they keep they keep copious notes. Some of those teams they get to that final challenge like oh wh- that where was that flag from? Oh yeah. they have no idea. But here's the difference though. Rachel will read something wrong. She'll have the one th- the one clue like the one piece that'll be like well of course Bern is in Germany and then and then the whole time they'll have it done. They'll be like but I think it's done. I think we have it. I think it's right. And then you'll get uh, Brendan who will say come on babe. Come on, babe! We gotta just do it! Stop crying! That was pretty funny when they were crying last week. Oh, I loved it. Loved I, it so much. I don't know. The, the part of me that loves villains kind of wants them to win. I, just, and I love villains, but so, I hate them! Just so, yeah, because they're a villain. Just so when they run up, everyone will be like, No! <laughs> Could you see, like, Fly Time and Big Easy just, like, dive in front of them right. in slow motion? Yeah. <laughs> 
But I, you know, you want to make our official picks? Let's just let's make our official picks. Okay. I, I, I will say, father son wins. Country singer second. Brenchel third. Okay. And Providence. I'm say third place. Country singers. Fair enough. Second place. Father and son. No. And your winner, the Brenchels. I hate him so much. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Anyway, though, there's our picture. Of the amazing race. We're running a little long this week. So let's come on back and wrap up the show after three seconds of George Michael. Quick hockey blast, Brent. Go. LA Kings force game seven. Yay! Let's hear it for those Kings. Wee! And the Blackhawks finish off the wild. Yeah. I'm over Chicago. Sorry, Chicago. I could totally see the Bulls making the finals, though. <laughs> yeah. And officially, remember last week when we talked hockey? Mm-hmm. Remember when I said that Boston and Pittsburgh are the two best teams in the East? Yeah. <laughs> I doomed them both. Good job, me. Good job, Ray. So, Rangers are playing Montreal in the. In the uh, conference finals, who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with Montreal. I'll go with the Rangers just to keep it interesting. Okay. So, uh, real, uh, we don't have a lot of time. I know left. We got to talk about this Nebraska player who has been uh, arrested. Oh no! Yeah, for stealing bikes. Stealing bikes. Yep. So. Oh. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So who's getting arrested? No. What? David. Can David we... Noel, our producer, says we're out of time. Yeah. We can't run Are over. You a serious? Time period. Uh, All right, you got lucky this time, Brent. Uh, In any case, we're going to go ahead and say our thank yous right now. Okay, we got to thank Jordan Monsell. I'll start with him this time. JordanMonsell.com. Go buy some artwork. Right. We got to thank uh, Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Opening music. Got to love it. The Trainwrecks. Closing music. Got to thank David Knoll, intrepid producer. For doing nothing. Well, you know, he does a little something. Nothing. Okay, then. Greg Lopez for the Who's Getting Arrested Now Thoughts. Thong song that we did the thong, the thong song. song thong, the thong, thong. I did not know he did that. <laughs> he did not. He's been pretending like he doesn't have money this whole time. Oh gracious! For using the song that we didn't England. actually. He wrote the song we didn't actually use, but I sang, so I feel like we should give him some credit for that. Yeah, fair enough by me. Okay, Brent. Anybody you want to thank? Mm, no. How about our contact information? You want to do that? Nope. Okay, contact information. Boy, I am just like trying to race to the end and I'm screwing everything up. At Almighty Ray is my Twitter. And I'm at Scoops Poke. Do the show or tweet the show at Almighty Ray. No, at Ray Brent Podcast. Email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher Radio. Download the show on iTunes. Subscribe to it. Give us a glowing five-star review. We'll read it on the air if we ever feel like getting to it. Yep. Stitcher Radio, get on there and do it up. Stitch comedy it up. Comedy Podcast Network, we assume th- good things are still happening there. They because are. I haven't heard from Phil Ranton in like a month, so I assume we haven't been fired. Or unless that's how they do things. Yeah. You want to thank somebody now? Who? Like that fat dude in Detroit? Good enough. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. What you wanted And then you run and you flaunt it I've got something to Okay, here's the, the deal Whoever loses the bet has to go see Million Dollar Arm <laughs> It's not worth it Whoever loses the bet has to go see Draft Day
I heard that was kind of good, but here's the deal. Too much of a fantasy movie because no one believes the Cleveland Browns could ever be relevant or make good decisions from their front office. Hey! The weird thing is in this movie that he drafts a guy named Johnny Marziel. That's cray. Is that even right? You're lying. Okay, thank you. God dang it. You say things with such conviction, I just want to believe. Even though I know it's full of crap. 